0: to prayers for your day. This is Danita, and today is Friday, May 7th, 2021, TGIF. Truly we thank God it's Friday, and truly I thank God for you, for what he is doing in your life and in the lives of the people, places, and things that God has divinely connected you to for such a time as this. Know that you were born for such a time as this. You are in the earth still, remaining in the earth still, for such a time as this. Everything that is happening right now is for a time such as this. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And my prayer, our prayer for one another is that we would fulfill the plan and the purpose that God has for our life, during our life, while we are here, that we would not leave here prematurely with unfinished work, that we would not leave here knowing that we had something to do for God, but we were so caught up in our own lives, in the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life that we could not see what it is that God desired for us to do to fulfill his purpose, to fulfill his will. Because make no mistake about it, if you have an assignment on your life and you negate it and you continue to negate it, so God will give us opportunity after opportunity And he will guide us and he will direct us and the Holy Spirit will warn us and the Holy Spirit will go before us and all of that. And if we continue to take detours and go outside of the will of God after he's clearly aligned us and and told us and directed us towards his plan and purpose, then what we won't do for God, he will put somebody else in our place. Don't ever think for one second, and I don't know who I'm talking to, that if you don't do what God has called you to do, that God is going to wait on you. He's long-suffering, and he's patient, but don't think for one minute. None of us can afford to think for one second that if we keep delaying, the purpose and plan for our lives that God has for us, that God will just wait on us. He's God, and there is no other. (laughs) He counsels with himself. So he doesn't need us. We need him. So we have to be sure of that one thing, that we never get it twisted, that God is waiting on us. No, no, ma'am, no, sir. (laughs) You know, we're waiting on God, and God has work for each of us to do. So we have to be intentional about being about our father's business. And God knows our hearts to knows that, you know, he's married to the backslider. And so that we know that he will, you know, he loves us enough to say, you know, I'm going to stay right here with you. But don't take advantage of him, you know. Let's do what it is that pleases God every day. Let's purpose in our hearts when we wake up this, every day. When we wake up, let's purpose in our hearts to do what is pleasing to God, to do what is going to give God the glory, to do what blesses his name, to do what will allow others to see that there is a true and living God still performing signs, wonders, and miracles. How do we know? Because we are one. (laughs) Hallelujah. We are one. We are walking signs. We are walking uh, miracles. We are walking wonders. Think about your life. You are walking scripture. Hallelujah. So on this morning, y'all, we know we're still in Acts 20, and we know on Fridays we do a little... Uh, things a little bit differently, and one thing I noticed as I've been reading Acts 20 is that we never really talk about the opposite of what the Word says. You might be saying, Danita, what do you mean by that? If you go to Acts 20, verse number 26, this is what Paul says. Paul says, therefore, I declare to you today that I am innocent of the blood of any of you, for I have not hesitated to proclaim to you the whole will of God. Read that again, Acts 20, verse 26. Therefore, I declare to you today that I am innocent of the blood of any of you, for I have not hesitated to proclaim to you The whole will of God. Okay, Janita. god that you have to do things um in his will and his way so there is a connection to the proclamation of the gospel to other people we can't hesitate when it comes to us and we have to proclaim it declare it speak it share it the whole will of god meaning we can't pick and choose the pieces that we like. We can't pick and choose to only share with someone about prosperity. We can't pick and choose to only share with someone that um, you can that God is a grace and God is a God of mercy so that you can continue to live a raggedy life if you choose to. Why not? Because Paul says because he didn't hesitate, right? Because there was no hesitation in him that he was innocent of the blood, right? The opposite of that is, or what we can infer from the text, right? What we can infer from the text is that the opposite of that is that we are not innocent when we hesitate. We are not innocent when we don't share the whole will of God, that we are not innocent when we see someone doing something that is against the will of God, and we choose not to say anything because we can't. I can't judge anybody. I've never understood people when people say, um, "You can't judge. You can't judge anybody. You're judging me. How am I judging you when I'm sharing with you the?" what what the Bible says, because here's the reality of it, and Paul makes it plain here. We have a responsibility to share the whole will of God. Now, whether that person heeds to it or not, and this is what Paul was saying, whether you've heeded to it or not, today I can declare that I am innocent of the blood of any of you. Why? Because I didn't hesitate to tell you what the will of God said about this situation. I didn't hesitate to tell you that God hates divorce. I didn't hesitate to tell you, right, that all sexual immorality, I don't care how you look at it, all sexual immorality, according to the word of God, is wrong. And you might say, "Well, Danita, have you ever participated in sexual immorality? Well, yes, I have <laughs> I have, and I can say, and I can be transparent, that when you know better, you do better and unfortunate and i and i'm a, and I'm gonna be just transparent this morning. I did not grow up with parents that shared. Uh, with me, and my parents went to church and they loved the Lord and all of that, but we were just not very open in my house talking about sex, talking about, um, the consequences of sex, talking about, um, you know, what God says about sex. We just weren't open like that in my home. You know, we were not open like that. And so, um, I just, I didn't know, you know, and then, of course, once you know certain things, sometimes you already caught up, and it's harder at that point to stop doing wrong, right, because that's the trick of the enemy, to get you caught up, so then you start compromising, even when you know truth, you begin to compromise because you want to do what you want to do, so I'm I'm just being transparent this morning. And so now that I know better, right, because sometimes it takes generations to get it right. Not that my parents were wrong, because I believe every parent does the best that they can do with what they know to do at that time in their life. Not that my parents were wrong, they may just have not felt comfortable being open. You know, they may not have felt comfortable, but we know that we live in a time now where you better feel comfortable being open with children. Why? Because TikTok is open with children. YouTube is open with children. You know, Snapchat is open with children. Text messages and you t- all of those things are open with children. So we have to be open with our children because the enemy is infiltrating in all different types of ways. So if we don't counteract that with what God says and how we live our lives, come on, because, see, I can't just talk to my children about what's right and what's wrong and live before them any old kind of way. Because then they're looking at contradictions in me. So if I tell them about marriage, If I tell them about what God says about sexual immorality, if I tell them about what God says about gossiping and lying, then I have to not only tell them about what God says, but I also have to model for them about what God says. See, when we first started talking about Acts 20, remember in the beginning, Paul said said, from the first time that you encountered me and the entire time, this was my life before you. This was my life before you. Now we may not be able to say that to our children, right? From the first time you you uh, knew me, because guess what? We as we get older you know, and and we seek God more, he also gives us wisdom. So there may be things that our children did when we were little. Again, we just did what we knew to do, the best we could do. But as we grew uh, uh, older, as we went from faith to faith and as we go from faith to faith and from glory to glory, then, you know, we might have to go back and say, hey, I'm sorry. I got that wrong, you know, and apologize. I am so quick to apologize now. Sometimes, if I could be real, I feel like a punk sometimes. I'm like, God, you got me apologizing again. You know, it was. I didn't. It's not like I cussed the person out. You know, like before, I might would have cussed them out or said a few choice words. You got me apologizing again. Yes. Yes. Why? Because it keeps me low. Because it's my desire, it is my heart's desire to be more and more like him. And so when I'm wrong, I want to say I'm sorry. I want to get this thing right between you and me, you know, whoever you are. You know what I'm saying? I want to get this thing right because this thing is bigger than me. And I don't have time in my life to waste on arguing who's right and who's wrong. And if you misinterpreted something that I said, you know what? I'm sorry. God helped me. Did I Help me to do some inner work to work on the way that I say things. Now, God has also helped When you are full of the love of God, you can't stay mad. Even when somebody does something wrong, you can't stay mad at them. Why? Because you understand God... You are gracious and merciful to me. Every day, new mercy. How can I hold on to this grudge for this person? How can I be upset with this person? How can I not talk to this person? How can I mistreat this person for maybe not doing this one thing or saying this one thing wrong to me? And, God, I've done so much wrong, and you keep on forgiving me, and you keep on doing great things for me. Oh, people of God, sometimes we have to take a step back, and the same measure that we hold other people to, we have to ask ourselves: Would I ever want God to hold me to this measure, my God, oh, my God? For the wrong things that I say to people, would I ever want God to to uh, to give me quick judgment? Because somebody, you know, cut me off and maybe I said a cuss word to them. Would I ever want God to rebuke me right then? Jesus. Because I slept with this person out of wedlock. Would I ever want God to judge me right there when I'm in the bed? Because I went and did something that I didn't even consult God for or about, but I went and did it anyway because that's what I wanted to do. But I want God to judge me then. And if the answer is no, the Bible says we can be angry, but sin not. And when we're rude to people, y'all, regardless if we think we they deserve it or not, we're sinning. We're sinning. When we don't hear people out and don't give them a chance to talk, We're sinning. When we criticize other people and never want to be criticized, we're sinning. And we have to repent. We don't stay there. We don't dwell in it. But we say, God, forgive me for what I've done. Because the same measure, that's what the Bible says, you know, who are you, you know, when you cast a stone at your brother, take the smoke out your own eye. What that means is, is that if you're doing if you're criticizing people and you talk about people behind their back and then when somebody says something about behind your back and you get so upset and you and you go off on them, but yet you do the same thing? See that's where that judging comes. How you how you gonna say something to me and you do the same? But there is no sin greater than the other. And here's the thing, even our best is but filthy rags to God. So guess what? We are all a work in progress. Hallelujah that we are a work in progress. Hallelujah that God has not given up on us like we give up on each other. We have a responsibility today and on this weekend to ask ourselves, are we innocent? Are we innocent? Can we declare that today that we are innocent of the blood of the people that we interact with because we've not hesitated to to proclaim to them the whole will of God? So when somebody comes to you and says, hey, I'm thinking about getting an, uh, an abortion, Do you, at that point, proclaim the will of God, or do you say, man, I don't know, I don't know, Mm, uh, whatever you want to do, and you know what the word of God says. Now, if you've ever had an abortion in Christ, there is no condemnation. I'm talking about from this day, now that we know better, how do we do better? Just like Saul was Paul once Paul, once Saul became Paul, see, because he knew better, he led his life doing better. <laughs> once you know, look at your hands, everybody, under the sound of my voice, look at your hands and ask yourself Are my hands innocent of the blood of anyone? Or do I have blood on my hands? And if you say, I have blood on my hands because so-and-so talked to me about this and I said nothing and I knew what the word of God said about it. Then repent and move forward. We're about repenting and moving forward. We can't go backward, but we can move forward, and we can move forward in Christ Jesus. God loves you, and I love you too. Be blessed and have an awesome day. Love you all. Bye-bye.